You have wondered what you would be able to do if you were the ultimate version of you, right? You would then have an easy time creating what you want, and yes, effortlessly enjoying life too. Now, you may know this already, the influence you have over your reality is far beyond what you've been told. Soon, you realize that your outer world is merely a mirror of your inner world, and we're here to connect the dots for you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to God Mode. We will disclose powerful cheat codes for those of you who know you're ready to win or win bigger and to be the ultimate you because it's time. Presented by Upgrade, we are programmers of the human mind. And if you're here listening carefully, we will show you how to rewrite your codes that govern your reality. Till now, these cheat codes have been only offered to those who are privileged to be within the inner circle of the true masters. Now, enter God mode. All right, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back, and welcome back with me, Michael. Thank you for being here. Um, it's gonna be an exciting day because today's main topic is that we're gonna open up um, actually a bigger topic, yeah? The overarching topic for this episode and the next two episodes is how much pleasure can you endure in life? Now, we're gonna break it down into three episodes because this episodes we're gonna, in this episode, we're gonna focus on relationships, whether it's personal relationships, you know, family relationships, um, romantic relationships, or even business relationships. Because think about it, we live in a world full of humans, obviously. Your relationships can give you grief or it can give you tremendous amount of pleasure and joy and happiness. Now, obviously, it's not black and white like that, right? A lot of times, those relationships we have in between, you know, the two extremes. Um, but what we're going to do today is we're going to talk to you about how you can optimize your relationships, your relationships with all the people around you. And I'm going to just be straight up, your relationships with other people in your life, whether it's romantic, family, or business relationships, hinges on your relationship with yourself. Yeah. And we're going to dive in deeper. But before we do that, just know next two episodes, you're going to want to definitely stay on and, and listen to those as well, because the next episode um, and the following one, we're going to be covering, a, you know, the topic of money and wealth. Yeah. And, and also um, the topic of health. Now, we're not, you know, we're not doing those episodes um, like we're giving you any medical or financial advice. They're simply us sharing our opinions yeah, about how when you change your mindset and increase your the predictability of your behavior and changing you know and optimizing what your thoughts are and your emotions are in a consistent habitual basis what you'll find is an improvement in different areas of your life including those including but not limited to those right so not a guarantee <clears throat> not even an advice really um but you'll, you'll definitely gain some value there. So yeah, let's dive in. Yeah. Michael, are you ready for this? And, uh, it's great to be back here. This is going to be a cool topic, right? Um, because while you said the relationships, the most important one is with ourself, we still look for that external feedback with our relationships with others, right? Our romantic partners, our business partners, friends, family members. Um, and sometimes we will put certain expectations and attachments to these relationships. So today we're going to talk about 
why we do some of these things, you know, what's the purpose of it and really how we can begin to going off the last episode, picking off back, changing the story around it, changing the map around it. So we can begin to see the relationships and how they're serving us and maybe how some of them aren't serving us. So definitely excited for this one. Yeah. Michael, let me ask you this. I, I, you know, I wonder what has changed in your life as you notice that you change your relationship with yourself? Like what's changed in, you know, in your relationship with others or, 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 you know, money or health or anything. Sure. To so to be clear, like William said, starting the relationship with myself, right. Going through, uh, an ascension, if you will, over the past three years, changing my mindset, changing my map, there's been far more trust in myself and why that is important for me to really talk on is because the more I trust in myself, the more I trust in my external world, the people I work with, um, relationships that I have with romantic partners, family, friends, because our, our external world is just a mirror, guys. We've talked about this before. It's a projection. If I didn't trust myself, I might be projecting onto others their behaviors and I don't trust them. So that's been one of the biggest things that I've been able to see by changing the relationship I have with myself. Now, how does that go into other areas of my life? Well, I work better with others. I communicate better with others. I get better results, right? Because I've improved the relationship with myself. I've let more self-acceptance into my life, more self-love, and more trust ultimately in you know what I'm capable of. And that projects onto people that I work with. So if someone you know, is having a bad day, right? If a family member is having a bad day, if a business partner is having a bad day, and maybe they are having let's call it a negative belief or perception about what we're doing. I'm able to look upon it in a different way with different resources that I had, in, uh, I guess, in the past. So that's been some of the biggest mm. changes. So you're able, to, you're able to correct and or assist others in your life who may be perceiving you in a way that, um, and you know, in your business deals and or your investment deals, um, maybe they're not perceiving you in the correct lens or the the lens that's actually accurate, right? You're able to change that because of your trust within yeah, yourself. Absolutely. And I think you kind of nailed it in, uh, nailed it when you said the trust within myself gives me the confidence, you know, the, the certainty, the clarity to be able to not take whatever they're saying, whether it's negative as an attack on me, right? That's definitely an old mm. identity old behavior that I used to have is someone was coming at me and saying, you're wrong, or I don't believe you or whatever that is, right? I'm not taking it as a personal attack. I'm simply saying, you know what? I appreciate their perspective. I wonder how they got to that, you know, opinion. I wonder how they got to that belief. Brilliant. So that's, that's literally because you feel so much more secure about yourself and so much more trust. Yeah. Because of that trust, you don't get triggered. Yeah. It's more of a curiosity now, right? It's more of Mm. of just like, man, you know, I wonder what's going on with them. You know, I really love this person. I really respect their opinion. I've respected the value that they've brought to my life. You know, if it's someone who has a close relationship, right? Even if it's someone I don't know that well, I still want to have that, um, I guess that presence of appreciation and curiosity to see what they might be going through and not take it as a personal reflection of me. 
And that's, that's, you know, really wonderful because that sounds like your compassion towards others and how they, no matter how they talk to you, you're able to skillfully and, and truthfully, genuinely able to, you know, respond in a way that's respectful, right? And loving. So that actually leads us to our next point. Let's talk about the science or, or the actual technique behind what's going on when you choose to love yourself more or choose to develop a better relationship and optimizing that and why that actually has an impact on what's going on outside. Yeah. So let's dive back into a little bit about the filters. When one develops greater trust within themselves, it's not just by accident. It's not just by accident. They are truly doing something. And we're going to talk to you about what it is that you can do also to increase that trust. Because no matter how successful or not successful someone is in one area, yeah, increasing your trust in yourself will actually unlock and unblock certain capabilities within your unconscious. And let me say it in a different way. Your unconscious mind's performance and behaviors, behaviors, the ones that you are conscious of or the ones that you are absolutely not conscious of, both, you will find that they are simply congruent and or a exact match of how much you trust yourself. So for example, um, let's say we, we, we use an arbitrary number. Let's say you trust yourself 87% of the time, yeah? Well, you may, I'm not saying you're going to have only access to 87% of your potential, but your mind will literally utilize that, that uh, percentage, yeah? And they will create behaviors, sets of behaviors and patterns so that it fulfills that 87%. What I'm simply saying is your reality is determined by literally how much you trust yourself in this sense, yeah? Because your, your, your level of trust in yourself dictates your behavior because your behavior will fulfill your beliefs. It will be, it'll make your reality consistent with your beliefs. Therefore, if you trust yourself 87%, yeah, you may find that your reality to you is perhaps pleasurable or satisfactory 87% of the time. Now, of course, we're not saying, oh, that's exactly the math, but you get my point. It's proportionate. That's the best way to put it. Now, if you're like, oh, I only trust myself, I I'm not saying you're going to come up with an exact number, but if you were to know, you may have a number popping up in your mind. Maybe 25%, maybe 50%, maybe 60%, whatever the number is, you may also find that it has an impact in how often or how much of a trust, yeah, quality-wise, that others have about you. So I've actually talked to couples um, about this. Um, some couples come to us, they're like, I don't trust the other person. My first go-to question is often, how much do you trust yourself? And the number, the percentage is so strangely similar. They're like, oh, I, I, you know, trust my partner about half the time. Then I am like, how often do you, or how much do you trust yourself? They're like, about half the time. Whoa, that's a strange correlation. Not saying it's a causation, but it's definitely correlated and it has an impact on each other, yeah? So I would, I would carefully examine 
Yeah, and the way to do it is asking yourself, if I were to know, how much do I trust myself out of a hundred percent? And there will be a number that pops up in your mind. It may just show up like that. You may even see numbers in front of you. Yeah, William, if, if I may ask. Let's talk about real quickly, if you would address it, the fake it till you make it um, imposter syndrome that sometimes, you know, people have felt in the past, right? Because that's where trust, and I, I'll speak from my perspective, you know, that's where trust was hard for me, right? And I'm, maybe others have felt that same way too. It's like, oh, you know, this, just fake it till I make it. I feel kind of like an imposter syndrome type thing is because I don't trust myself all the way. You know, how do you get over that? And what is that? Where does that even stem from? Such an important question. This is um, along the path of developing trust in self. This question does often come up. Yeah, imposter syndrome, or how do I not feel like an imposter? Um, you know, I haven't made it. How could I, you know, create a company or create this or build a fund or investment or you know whatever build a business that can do what I want, right? Well, here's the thing. There's always a first time in something, right? You know, before your first time, you haven't done it. That's normal. Faking it till you make it, it's an interesting concept. Because the key here is recognizing the linguistics rather than if there's actually a morally correct or wrong, you know, reason behind it. Yeah, whether it's actually right or wrong to do that. What matters is what kind of images, sound, and, and feelings it are playing in your mind when you're thinking, faking it till you make it. If when you're thinking, fake it till you make it, you're playing pictures and sound and feelings of you failing and people laughing at you afterwards and people ridiculing you saying, I knew it, you were a faker, imposter, that creates a problem because that kind of consequences playing in your mind I mean, consider this statement, right? What you play on the stage of your mind is a preview of coming attraction. That's a very clear, simple concept that could describe if you play over and over again in your mind, oh, the consequences are bad. If I fake it till you make it, you can fake it real well and it will self-fulfill. It will become like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Now, when someone changes that, when, when someone changes that to you know, and, and it could be the same word, fake it till you make it, but they have an excited feeling inside. They're like, oh, sure, I'm faking it, but it's not faking it. I'm modeling. I'm learning and utilizing what I'm picking up, yeah? I'm, I'm utilizing what other successful people, and, and look, you know, there are always more success, more successes, right? There are always people that are at a next level beyond. So what's cool is, you know, when you think fake it till you make it, if the pictures, sound and feelings that come to mind is, well, I'm going to truly become a natural because sure, right now I may not be genuinely and congruently 100% there and having that 100% trust, but I can foresee the consequences. Yeah, once again, consequences that we play in our mind, it's, it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be this thing and I'm going to make it. And then the so-called imposter, the feeling of being an imposter disappears, even if you logically think that you might be doing that. So to sum it up, the simple um, answer is it's not the, the concept itself that matters, but the consequences that you play in your mind that matters. Yeah, that makes 
a ton of sense. And as I've learned this from you over the past couple of years, I've let go because I had that, you know, I'm faking this. I have an imposter syndrome, but as you, you know, coached me through this and guys, if you can kind of, you know, see this for yourself as well, being able to go off and do the things that I wanted to do was not faking until I make it. It was emulating the life that I want to lead. So it was going to hang out in a nice fancy apartment, right? And it was putting myself in that environment. It was driving the nice car. It was going to talk uh, to people in high net worth situations that were doing the businesses that I wanted to do. I was not faking it. As William said, it was becoming natural for me. And we have to make it real for our unconscious mind. So if you can let go, you know, we talked about this in past episodes, the stories, the beliefs that we may have that are limiting us, and you begin to put yourself in these situations, it becomes easier, becomes more natural for you. And you do it from a state of curiosity, and that really just begins to flow throughout it, and you can feel it. So true. I mean, think about language classes, right? Or, or even at a young age, we were learning a language. I mean, you may or may not remember the time when you spoke a new language as a, you know, toddler, perhaps, right? Well, guess what? If I say you were faking it, you would laugh. You'd be like, no, I was learning. Learning requires emulating. Yeah, it requires us to do the steps, the processes, the strategies, the you know, everything that we can to model after someone else who's able to do it. So if you call an infant or, or a toddler who's learning a new language and you're like, you're a faker, everyone would laugh and think that's ridiculous. Well, then what's the difference between someone who's wanting to become next level successful? Yeah, whatever that next level means for that person. Whatever that, what does that mean, right? What does that mean for that person who wants to be that confident, successful person who is, you know, having the best relationship, best time in their life. That's not faking it, it's just learning. So I would say in the general population, if someone calls themselves an imposter, they just need to examine, am I truly imposing with the consequences that are negative in my mind? Like, am I holding negative consequences in my mind? Or am I thinking that this is actually learning with a positive consequence yeah, or consequences in our mind? That's really the difference. That actually ties us back to the topic though. It's, it's relationships, right, with ourselves. Now, how does that impact our relationship in our business, in our romantic life or in our family life? How would that impact us? I'm curious, Michael, like, have you noticed as you improve your relationship with yourself, are there any some, you know, I, I wouldn't even say strange, but are there things that are out of the ordinary that has happened in your relationship um, in all those areas of your relationships? Like, have you noticed anything like that? Definitely. And I guess let's start with focusing on the, the business one. So changing the relationship cool. with myself obviously talks about uh, and goes back to our conversations about changing the identity that I have with myself and the beliefs that I had around it. So as that improved, my relationships with business partners improved along the way. Um, Recently, I would say in the past few months, it's really accelerated in the terms of the real estate world with that business. So I wanted to get back into real estate in a very different way, right? However, I wanted to change the identity about how I was doing real estate. 
right? I didn't want to work as hard. We talked about this in previous episode, guys. I didn't want to put in this tireless effort where I was knocking doors. I didn't want to even bring my own money to the table. Um, I didn't want to run the construction deal. And I, you know, as much as I love my real estate agent friends out there, I didn't want to pay a real estate agent. All right. So why am I saying all this? I haven't designed exactly what I wanted my identity within the framework of the business that I wanted to evolve into. And as I began to get clear about that and my relationship with myself became better, those people naturally just kind of uh, attracted to me. And now I am working in real estate deals where one of my partners is a construction company owner. So we have all the construction inside. And our other business partner is a real estate agent who owns his real estate brokerage. Both of these guys have invested money. Both of these guys are investing their skills. And what I'm doing is just organizing the real estate deal. Why am I telling you all this I'm from the macro standpoint, guys? I had to get the relationship down with myself, the trust in my own identity first to even get to that point so these other opportunities could happen to me in my life. So important, so important. Look, some of you who are listening may already have massive success in your business and you know, or your relationships and other areas of your life, but here's something to think about. We could always improve the relationship with ourselves. And it's oftentimes one of the most neglected things yeah, in the area of truly improving your quality of life. When you improve your relationship with yourself, everything gets better. Now, I'll give you a very specific example. Um, some of you may find this very useful. Some of you may find this even more useful. Yeah, I'm going to give you two um, connected stories. And they're, they're actually, I mean, it's my personal experience. And um, so... When I set a goal um, several years ago, this is about seven years or so ago, um, I set a goal. I was like, oh, I want to find the one. At the time I was single, I was working too much. I felt like I didn't have much of a relationship um, romantically. I didn't have any of that. And I felt like I was self-sabotaging a lot as well, even when I did take the time to go and do that. And um, a lot of it, I didn't realize was because my relationship with myself was pretty screwed up in a sense that I didn't trust myself. I didn't appreciate myself. I didn't love myself. And there were a number of other things that I was like, oh man, I didn't know that, right? I didn't feel congruent. Therefore it affected my confidence because part of me would act a certain way. And then some other time I would act differently. Yeah. And that's very important because people like congruent people. We unconsciously pick that up, right? Um, Long story short, I decided to do something to improve myself. Really, at the time, I realized I, you know, I put down my pride. I was like, you know what? I actually need to fix myself instead of just improving. So long story short, I, I, did, one, uh, I did a training. Um, and that was actually one of the first trainings that I did formally um, in the process of creating Upgrade. And Upgrade back then wasn't even really a thought. I was just wanting to improve myself and my relationship with myself. Now, after many years um, um, of, you know, dating and or different things prior to that point, prior to that point, I had already, you know, um, you know, I've, I've dated different people, but what I noticed was because I didn't have that relationship up until that training, yeah, several years ago, seven or so years ago, I always found myself 
having relationship, getting to a, you know, a, getting to a certain point, and then it would just not work. And as soon as I finished that training, it was really strange. It was really strange. I found myself loving myself so much more. And it's not just a feeling. It was concrete. I could feel it. It was, it was, it was not easy for me to search for anything but love within myself, towards myself. Uh, long story short, I set a goal. I was like, okay, if I truly have changed my relationship with myself, then I'm going to find the one. I will find the one. I will have found the one by this time. And I gave myself a five-month time period. Now, check this out. I even wrote down on a spreadsheet what I was after, what I was looking for, what I really wanted, yeah? And I categorized them. I wrote 83 attributes, guys. Now, I'm not one who just designed what I want without designing myself. Because I had improved my relationship at that point tremendously, I resolved some, you know, uh, trauma from the early ages of my life. Um, I, re I removed some other stuff. No need to go into detail, but I removed them. And I replaced them with positive, happy, pleasurable, joyful thoughts towards myself. And five months, yeah, was my goal. I met her a week shy of that. We got engaged. A week shy of that five-month mark. Here's the crazy thing. The weekend I set the goal, it was the same weekend she broke up with her then engaged fiance. Like she was engaged. I didn't know her. She didn't know me. She just had a feeling that same weekend to break up with her fiance. Now, I thought that was crazy. I'm like, but clearly it worked. I was like, that's a crazy timeline. How strange of a coincidence, right? Well, I was like, what if this works for designing relationships in other areas of my life. Let's test it. So I started testing it. I started designing the ideal clients that I would want to work with. And at that point, I was, I, was, um, I was like, well, what kind of people have I always enjoyed associating with that I know if I were to do business with, their mindset would be, you know, very much not only relevant, but their mindset would support what I am doing with them, whether it's in business or um, at that point, I hadn't even started a training business yet. Fast forward a little bit, my exact design began to show up literally within a couple of weeks. And I started getting people asking me, hey, why don't you utilize some of that skills that you got trained? Um, and I continue to went to more training, to go to more trainings. And I continue to get more people asking me, right? hey, can you do this? And they were the exact match. And then at times I realized, oh, wait, that may not be a perfect match. I would go and tweak my design. And then over the years, they got more and more precise. It was so strange. Literally what I designed on paper, they would show up. And then I would refine the design. I'd refine it, refine it, refine it. They would show up more and more precisely. Then one day, this is the second story, and I want you to consider this. One day I was like, oh, wow, I've grown a lot. And my wife has grown a lot. At that point I had been married. Um, and I, I asked my wife, I'm like, do you feel like we've grown closer together? I've been so focused on business. And the honest answer she told me was no. 
No, to be honest, no. I felt like we were growing kind of apart. I was doing my own thing. You were doing your own thing. Yes, we lived together. This is the honest truth, right, guys? I'm being vulnerable here, sharing with you the real thing. And then I was like, what if we could design each other again and become that person we designed, right? Now, for some of you who, um, I don't know how your spouse may respond to this, but my wife was there the whole time knowing, you know, knowing what I've gone through. She even went through the same trainings I did. So she knows very well how important it is to design the relationships in your life. For some of you, your spouse may not, or may be very open to it, right? Depending on how you frame it. I'm gonna share with you two solutions. If you find yourself wanting to improve your existing relationship, because some of you, look, some of you here might be single. You might have massive success in your business and you're like, I wanna find the one. Great, what we just share with you, yeah, if you don't remember the details, go back and listen to it. You need to design at least 80 or 50 at least attributes, categorize them and then even prioritize them and then design yourself a matching version of yourself, yeah? And of course, in our trainings, we teach you how to quickly reprogram your mind so that you can become that person by changing your unconscious behaviors as well as your thinking patterns and all that. Um, and you can reach out to us for you know, if you want more information on the training. But here's the thing, the basic formula is here. Design the person, design yourself. Whether you know, you're, you're after a woman or a man or whatever, design that person and then design a matching version that would attract that person. And then what happens is you go after becoming that person as you improve yourself and your relationship with yourself, what you'll find is that person showed up, right? Like, well, shows up like for me. Now, this is obviously not a guarantee. However, it's not only worked for me, but it's worked for a number of our students. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell you all the stories, but um, we had a student one time in our training literally took the same formula and a little bit more, yeah? because she was in the training. And the day she graduated, she met her husband. Now they've been married for a few years now. She took our training just a couple years, two, three years ago. They've been married. Literally, they met the day of her finishing our training. And she had designed him, she followed the formula, right? Okay, so real quick, um, before I dive into the second part, Michael, what do you think would happen for someone when they begin to design I feel like you've had some experiences there too, haven't you? Would you sh share, you know, your thoughts and your experience? Yeah. So real quick, I, I just want to ask you just to clarify again, why this is important. Well, I guess I'll, I'll touch on it from my perspective, then I'll let you go back to it. I think, I think designing oh, it takes away some of the fear that we may have and gets us excited, right? And if we can get, a, get those emotions of fear and anxiety away and get them to a more positive state, a more excited state, that gets rid of the fake till I make it, the imposter syndrome. Because that's what's holding us back sometimes is, oh, what if this doesn't work out? You know, what if, you know, you start playing that thing. But when you get really specific, guys, whether it's about your romantic partner, your business partner, yourself with your identity, and you start to do research and you get so specific with the details, your mind gets excited. Trust me, it gets, it's fun designing your life to that degree. So I'll give a quick example uh, of how I used this before with another business partner that I had. So about a year ago, um, I was working in Las Vegas and my former business partner and I, we were designing exactly who we wanted to work with. 
right? We were, we were talking about, hey, who's these high level, really influential people that we want to work with, right? And we were living in Las Vegas. So perfect place for us to actually go out and physically meet this. But first I had to design it. So for a couple of days, my partner and I, we were designing the people that we wanted, the attributes, you know, uh, what kind of business they were in, what kind of field they were playing in, um, what kind of followings they had on Instagram or any other social media platform, you know, what their message was and who they really spoke to, right? This was important to me. I had to know exactly what this person was doing. Maybe not exactly, but I had to design a pretty good avatar for them to fit into. And as I did this and my partner, and I, uh, we did some really powerful meditations that we teach in the trainings too. We did these together. So we were in sync and our bodies were in sync and our minds were truly in sync. And as uh, something else we teach within our training, this is an important aspect because there is no separation of the mind and the body, right? So we did it one night together and we both were like, all right, we're going to go out, but we're going to go off separately. You know, you're going to go over here. I'm going to go over here. So I go to the Aria Casino Resort and within 10 minutes of me being there, guys, I run into Gary Vaynerchuk. All right. And if you guys don't know who Gary V is, he's a pretty popular guy. He's got a lot of businesses. He's on Instagram, pretty highly influential person. But I didn't just run into him in an interesting way. He actually pointed out to me because I was wearing a jacket, a sports jacket, and he's walking by and he goes, hey, dude, nice jacket. And I just turned naturally because I didn't recognize the voice. And I was like, oh, thank you. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You're Gary V. And at that exact moment, Grant, remember guys, this is in Las Vegas. So I, you know, I kind of expect to see some celebrities, but at the same time, the signal of it, the sign, right? I had just spent an hour with my business partner talking about the exact avatar that I want to work with, who I want to talk to. And trust me, Gary V lines up with those attributes. So when he pointed out to me, hey man, nice jacket. I was like, that's a sign. This, that is, this mm. is not a coincidence. That's a sign. So when I said, thank you back, I was like, oh my God, Gary, you're a huge influence in my life. I'm very grateful and appreciative of the work that you do, the content that you put out, you know, the inspiring messages that you give to young entrepreneurs every day. And he's like, hey man, I really like that. Uh, I'm out to get out of here with some friends, but you know, here, I got $30 in casino chips. You, why don't you just take these? And I was like, Awesome. Thanks so much, Gary. And I obviously asked for a photo, took a photo with him. Um, we chatted for a little bit, just did some nice pleasantries on the way out. When he left though, it was just one of those closing almost affirmations to myself, like this works. Designing exactly what I want and being a very intentional about my emotions behind it is the key behind it. Didn't you write down Gary V's name like before that, there was a point you were like, I, that, that is the exact kind of person I want to meet. And I, and I know you've been a fan of him for a while. Yeah. You? When, when I first got into real estate and, you know, the entrepreneurial lifestyle, you have to look up to people who are kind of doing similar or in the similar space, right? Tony Robbins was a guy I was looking up to. Uh, and Gary Vaynerchuk was definitely one of the guys I was looking up to. So I wrote down probably 10 names that fit into this avatar. And Gary V was number two on the list. So... And then you met him literally minutes later. Yeah, probably later. 10 minutes later after I wrote down that entire list in the Aria <laughs> Resort. And when I texted my business partner at the time, I just texted him the picture that I'd taken with Gary Vee. He's like, what the heck? <laughs> so we were both like, it works. It works, dude. 
It does. It really does work. Guys, these, these are just um, not coincidences. Of course, we can't promise you you're going to experience this, but there's only one way to find out. And as cool as it is for me or Mike to, Michael to tell you these stories, it's cooler for you to personally experience this. Now, you probably have met a lot of people you want to meet in your life. However, consider the next part of what I'm about to share with you. My wife and I, right, we got together and, and we were saying that we were kind of growing apart and we were like, nah, let's fix this. Yeah, let's fix this. What if we could design each other and we could get closer again? And my strategy was simple. I'm like, hey, look, I think that because um, I brought it up, you know, so why don't you design me? And I'm going to be that person that you want me to be. Now, not, not infringing on my boundaries of who I want to be and who I respect myself to be, right? But, you know, considering what she wants, taking into account what she wants and being the best version of who I can be that could potentially be aligned with that. And frankly, obviously, my wife wasn't going to design something that wouldn't align with who I am. And so then simply she said, hey, look, I want to, I want to do the same thing. I want you to design me. And I just noticed after we started doing that, we became more and more and more the, the person that we want. Yeah. Guys, there's no offense to our spouses, right? That humans truly grow. And as time goes on, we're literally programmed innately to grow. And if we're not growing, we feel this dissatisfaction, right? And it's when we are not growing uh, in a proportionate way to our goals and to where we're heading in life that creates not only dissatisfaction, but pain. And when circumstances arise and we don't have the internal resources and potential because we haven't been growing as quickly as we really deserve to, what happens is that's why pain exists. But if your growth and your potential has been unlocked faster, faster, yeah, and the speed is greater than what is demanded or expected of you based on where you're going, your trajectory, right, your, your goals, what happens is not only do you improve your relationships with yourself and those around you and have greater opportunities, what happens is you literally feel so much more pleasure. Because truly, when you have, I mean, incredible relationships, you know, at work and at home, what happens? You just feel good. When you are around people that want you to feel good and are doing the best they can, right, to assist you in feeling good, I mean, how could you not feel more pleasure, right? And so, long story short, my wife and I, as time went on, we continue to do that exercise. Every so often, we sit down, we design each other, we become better versions of ourselves for each other. And that has kept our marriage, frankly, not only improving, but better than ever. And, and you know, it's, it's not been that many years. I've, uh, I've been, you know, I've been doing this since that time. And every year we're more in love than we ever were when we first met. So I encourage you guys to do this and you can do this not only with your family member, your, your spouse, you can even do it with your, um, your business partners. You can do it with your employees. And one trick to keep in mind is you don't actually have to let them know if, if you want to design them and they may not be open, you, you sense that they may not be open to that, that, you know, this conversation yet, you can simply design them. Here's the trick. You design them and you can design 
yourself, a matching version of yourself, and you'll find that you become more flexible, flexible in a way in your communication, yeah? Not necessarily in your boundary, but flexible in your communication, in your behaviors. And you will over time through all of the millions of micro behavioral patterns um, and, and communications that you, you do, that person will change. That person will change. It's a very interesting concept. One way to find out if it works or not, test it. Yeah, yeah. you got to yeah. be really willing to commit to this, right? I mean, we've said it earlier in the, this, this episode, guys. Uh, the question is, how much pleasure are you willing to endure? Now, how much pain, right? We've heard that old saying, how much pain you're willing to endure? We don't like that question, right? How much pleasure are you willing to endure and are you willing to commit to it? You're going to find a lot, if you can accept that framework of a challenge of a question, that's going to open up a whole different world for you. So true. And you know, that's such, such a good framework because if you wonder in your life, how much pleasure can I endure? You will begin to focus on the pleasurable things or things that will lead to pleasure, right? Or joy. And Here's the thing with relationships, so many people know what they don't like. They know what they don't like. They know what they don't want. They know like, you know, what they really do not want um, in, in their employees and their business partners or in their relationships, right? Their personal relationships. They know what they don't like about their kids or, or you know, their behaviors. But how often do they really know? Do people really know what they want? And if you don't know what you want, your neurology is trained to mirror what you focus on and you only know what you don't want, then you're going to have that as a mirror in your reality. Have you ever met someone that complains, oh, I keep dating the craziest person. And no matter, even if they walk, move across country, they still end up with the crazy person. This is, it's a very simple example. Same thing with business. You know, some people... They, they get screwed um, as they claim, right? They end up starting another business and they get screwed again until they learn from it. Remember this, lessons learned does not have to repeat itself. And the way to learn these lessons and to open yourself up to these lessons and create greater pleasure in your life, this, is, this conversation, this whole conversation may not have been what you were expecting. Design your relationships and then design yourself a matching version and then improve your relationship with yourself as this process, you know, goes as, as you, you know, design yourself, you become that person. Well, that this literally what we have just talked about is the key, is the key to creating greater pleasure in your relationship. Because as you improve your relationship with yourself, becoming the more optimal version of yourself, the relationships around you will give you that mirror of pleasure. Get excited about it, right? Use your imagination like you were a child again. Go back to that feeling of when things were infinite, when we were children and we had those infinite boundless possibilities because our imagination was what ran us. If you do that now as an adult, just imagine what kind of power you have. So my encouragement is to have oh, fun, man. make this exciting for yourself. So true. That boundless imagination is what creates, right? As an adult, we, we are so oftentimes set in our ways thinking this is how reality is. I know how it is because for, for many years that's been programmed into you. But I'll tell you right now, those boundaries are simply mm. illusions. There are no boundaries. And in fact, 
as you begin to do this process of designing yourself, improving your relationship with yourself, the relationships around you will improve. And the amount of joy, I can tell you all day how much more joy you will feel and how much more pleasure you'll feel. The best way to do it is to experience it. And remember this last thing I'll tell you, I'll share this with you. Um, truly the amount of pleasure that you will experience throughout this process of improving your relationship with yourself is really, really easy because the pain that we feel in our relationships, in our personal life, in our business life, when it comes to dealing with other people is simply a feedback of something within ourselves, something that has to do with our own relationship with ourselves. So if you find yourself wanting to reduce the, the amount of distrust or dissatisfaction or, or anything that causes you pain in your relationship, remove those pains that you may feel towards yourself. It may sound a little deep, but it's not. It's just a projection. Your external reality is just a mirror, a reflection of what you need to work on inside. And these relationships are simply, as Carl Jung would say, we marry our unconscious. Or some would even say, some other people would even say, we do business with those who represent our unconscious or the most unconscious things that we don't know about ourselves so that we can grow. So the pain we feel inside, look, nobody's injecting that pain into you. We feel it inside because that is a response, a trigger. It's triggered by something you need to learn. So as you design yourself, improve yourself, improve your relationship with yourself, everything outside will reflect that improved relationship. And I'll summarize it with one statement. Sorry, I think this is kind of a long-winded final statement. Your external, your relationship with your external world is only as good as your relationship with yourself. Definitely. You were born to create, guys. Let it flow. Enjoy. We'll talk to you and, and, and see you guys next episode. Take care.